Uh, young people, you all were amazing. You all were amazing. And that says a lot about your leadership. Amen? Amen. And so uh, you all just keep up the good work and stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. Don't leave Jesus because you go to college. He, he's omnipresent, and so he's everywhere. And, and, um, and to the white member of the church, so good to, so good to, so good that you're here today with us. We, uh, amen, so good that you're here with us. There is a word from the Lord. Amen, I won't be before you long. It comes out of Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Amen. Thank God. The youth ran everything today, didn't they? And, and y'all did it too. This is how you train. This is how you train. This is how you train. And older folks, this is how you sharpen on that that you used to get trained on. You see, it's just, a, it's just a gift that keeps on giving, you know? And um, there's a word the Lord has for us. And it says, many, I can stop right there, can't I? <laughs> many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Uh, for a few moments, if you don't mind, I have to use some more bad language. Uh, uh, I ain't got no worries. Look at your neighbor. And that's what I want to preach. Now, let's give God some praise off of that. I ain't got no worries. I now, give God some praise off of that. Amen. Dear God, dear God, help me to preach like only you can. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bad things happen to good people. They are unavoidable, inescapable. No one is exempt. It happens to black folk, to white folk, to rich folk to poor folk, to Christians, to Jews, to Muslim, to Protestant, to Catholic, the Democrat, the Republican, the tall, the short, the stout, the handsome, the homely, the beggar, the pauper, the talented, the commoner, bad things happen to good people. 
You can be saved all the way down to the bones, sanctified to the marrow, but bad things. You can be on the troop with all your regalia on and kick and do all the kicking that you can, but bad things do happen to good people. Good people. Law abiding. Tax paying citizens. Good people. Those who cross every T and dot every I. Uh, good people, uh, those who, who, who said what the, gave the preacher their hand, gave God their heart, those people, bad things happen to good people. They abide by, they observe, they embrace the experts. They, they, they watch Dr. Phil, and they've heard all that Iyanla had to, had to say while she's trying to fix their life. They've heard Oprah and all that she's had to say, and they received all that Dr. Oz has had to advise. But still, bad things come their way. All they wanted was a decent home. They, they married for love. They remained faithful and, 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 and still, but, but still bad things happen. Oh, the good people, you gonna walk with me? You praying with me this morning? They remained celibate until marriage. They, 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 they waited until he put a ring on it and, and found out uh, that though uh, through that puppy love and all that niceties, still bad things came their way. Went to school to matriculate. Caressed their cranium through the corridors of some college to learn from the teacher and yet left there having been molested and bruised by another teacher. Bad things. Go to church every Sunday. Got word that we got to now pull the plug on our mother, on our auntie. Bad things happen to good people. You go to church every single Sunday. You've already been to the water, already been baptized, your soul's been converted, and you sure enough feel all right. Your feet are set upon the glory road. Your hands are set in the winding chain. And you know the Bible, like my uncle said, from kibber to kibber. You love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength, and yet still bad things seem to happen. You pray every day. You pay your tithes and your offering. <laughs> Send God emails, if you will. You pray to him all the time, daily. You got your little devotional. Some of y'all don't read about, you got your little bread, bread, daily bread when you read every single day. Uh, but still, bad things come your way. And this is not to infer or suggest uh, that the righteous don't deserve what comes our way, but we often encounter bad things because we live in a bad, bellicose, baneful, belligerent, malicious, amoral, egregious, vigorous, vile, venomous, vituperous, hateful, hellish, hideous, corrupt, conniving, ditch-digging, finger-pointing, fault-finding, kind of a sinful soil, submorphic, saturated society because we live in a bad place. 
and, and, and when you live in a bad place, I don't care how good you are or how good you try to live, still bad things happen to good people. And if ever, and if ever there was anybody who would know what I'm talking about, it certainly would be that celebrated King David. King David would know about uh, bad things happen to good people. Have I got a witness in here? Perhaps, perhaps he's mo the most celebrated uh, king of all of history, but, but even King David had his own issues to deal with. Have I got a witness? Even, even though he was the most celebrated king, even though he was the most noted king, at home he was a dismal failure. Yeah. The, 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 David, David, you do remember the story, don't you? He sent all of his army troops off to war, which he should have been right with them because he's the, the king, but, but he's home with his armor off. His armor's off. And he finds himself in a situation that he can't seem to control because his armor's off. He's at home taking a break while everybody else is on the battlefield because his armor's off. Do you see it now? Because you do know that as a child of God, if you want to do this thing right, you're going to have to have the whole armor of God on. Which means your shoes got to be ready with the gospel. You got to have the breastplate of righteousness. You got to have the helmet. Uh, Y'all better talk to me. You got to have a helmet of something. And you cannot fight with all your little, uh, uh, all your worldly ways. The only thing you got to fight with is your sword. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word of God. He's on, he's on his balcony. And he's looking at this thought by the name of Bathsheba. <laughs> and she's bathing, and he looks at her, and he said, I got to have her. Now, on one end, I got an issue with that because uh, uh, he's at home when he should be on the battlefield. That's one issue I got. The other issue is he, she's a married woman. You see, her husband, Uriah, is off the wall. Which means, and let me just come in here, parenthetically, and tell you, you're going to be tempted by everything. No matter how old you are or how young you are, you're going to be tempted by everything. And no matter what you deal with, listen, no matter how much church you got in you, no matter how many times you are in Bible study, you will always be tempted. And if King David had been in the will of God, he would have been on the battlefield. What are you saying? Because you know, if that Bathsheba was probably fine, and he's probably been looking at her for some time now. They neighbors. I mean, David, how much sugar are you gonna borrow from your neighbor, man? But he sees her and says, I've got 
to have her. You do re remember that situation. It was so bad to the point he forced her. He forced his way on to her because remember, he took his troops. Now listen, let me just come in another way. If you took uh, it, Bathsheba was not like uh, the sister from Scandal because that she's just nasty. So, so we can't we can't equivalent her to she she's re, re, really Bathsheba is really a victim. In fact, in, in, in fact, uh, Liv uh, has more top uh, qualities than. And sisters, you better, you better watch who you're modeling yourself after. So while you're trying to get everything all tight to the point your circulation is all... Is all <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you can't leave nothing for the imagination, I can't imagine myself with you. See, when you're a real man of God, and you're a real woman of God, you're going to carry yourself in such a way that represents God. He has her husband. He, she has, he, he, he forces his way in. And he, imagine the president uh, coming with all of his soldiers into your house. Yeah, they, they made her be with him. They made this thing happen. She was pressured. And there are a lot of you who have been in that very same situation where you have been pressured and you've been molested and, and touched in, uh, inappropriately. And, and God says, listen, I'm taking care of you. I'm watching over you. I was, I, I'm going to watch over you. You will, you will get through this. I'm telling you, you will get through this because God is doing something. He has a way of letting all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so the text teaches us uh, that, 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 that he has a baby with her, tries to trick her husband. Am I right about it? Trying to make it like it was his baby. Then when that doesn't work, he has him killed. Let me tell you something. When you're outside the will of God, now he, this is a love of God doing all this treacherous stuff. Can I just talk to some lover of, of God today that you've been doing some treacherous stuff? And in the effects of the people, in the effects of their lives. That's why I want to encourage everybody to start representing God a little bit better. Look at him, because he looks, get this, just like the devil. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Look who's looking like the thief now. David now is looking like the thief. And yet at home, at his home, Absalom is, is doing some old, uh, is on some other stuff. Because he became upset with him because of his absence at being at home and finds out that his sister Tamar gets raped by their brother Amon. For, and so he gets mad at him, goes after his, him, trying to kill him for raping his sister Tamar. Absalom, therefore, sees his father, is angry with his father, trying to get where his father is, 
chases David out of the city. David now is on the run, but now he's on the run that he's doing all this ignorant stuff and it's also life is happening at the same time. That's why you got to make sure you keep your honor on at all times because there are some things that's going to come at you that you cannot there are some things that will come at you that you did not control, that you cannot control. That's the situation going on in his house. The other situation where he went over with Bathsheba, he could have controlled that. That's why you cannot be in sin and expect you to get out of your trouble at the same time. Am I making sense? He's on the run, but get this. He has to run for his life for King Saul, too who out of jealousy wants to get rid of David while on the run, he stumbles into the Philistine nation. Now, he is in a real big trouble now, so he becomes, he comes up with this plan. He acts like he's crazy. So when they bring him, when they bring him before him in front of Abimelech, he's acting like this, he's, he's crazy. And, and, and while in the presence of the king, Abimelech, he pretends as though he had lost his mind, as if he was insane. And so uh, the king basically said, listen, you go on, we ain't going to kill him. We're going to throw him out to the wolves and let the people in the wilderness. So now he's on the run in the wilderness because you do know historically they thought it was a myth that if you killed someone who was insane, then that spirit would jump back into them. Ain't that some silly stuff? That's why you need the armor. So, 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 so now he, he is on the run. He, he's in the form. He's starving in the woods. And as he lets David go, David takes a moment of reflection and sees how he escaped the onslaught of Absalom, seeing how he dealt with the rape of his daughter Tamar by his son Amon, and he's seen how he escaped the sword of Saul and how he evaded the, uh, 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 the excavation of Abimelech. He sought uh, a, a solemn moment. He saw himself. He, it, it, I can imagine him up against a tree or something but I can see him in the woods getting some kind of peace in the midst of all this stuff that is going on. And he comes up and put pen to paper, and he comes up with the word many. Are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. It's David. I got a question to ask somebody. I don't know who I am. I want to ask you, is David still out of his mind? Is he still, uh, 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 is he still playing insane when he writes this song? Is David out of his mind? I was like, boy, y'all, that's why I walked up close to y'all like this. But, but, but is David out of his mind? Is he still acting? Because how is it that you can go through so much and be able to say, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all? How is it? How can you go through so much turmoil and be able to come back with the words, many? 
Well, I'm going to help you out because uh, there's a lot of gumption here. He does, he does it with this kind of egregious, uh, uh, sagacious gumption. Uh, uh, he comes up with this because, and let me just tell you, that I, 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 does not he know that anything about the AIDS victims, people ask the question, does he not know that there are, there's trouble all over the world? How can we say that now? Does he not know about the Ebola scare, the whole Ebola thing all across the world now? Did he not read the headlines about the Twin Towers falling down? What, was, he, was, he not, was he oblivious about domestic violence? How can David say all? And I'm glad you asked this morning because I had to go ask David. David said, I can, I, I, see, I, see, because I concur with David. I was not there when David slayed the lion to defend his father's sheep. I was not there when David took a slingshot with one smooth stone into the forehead of the giant Goliath. I was not there to hear the reverberating sound of that giant, fall, giant falling down to his knees. I was not there when he recovered the Ark of the Covenant and brought it back to the motherland, Jerusalem, and danced out of his clothes. I was not there when the choir sang how David killed his thousands and his tens of thousands. I was not there when they celebrated the leadership of David, but I was there when he delivered me. When he picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on the side, I was there. When he set me free, as raggedy as I was, God decided to love me. And I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad I'm saved. And you can and, and you can you can't tell me you can't tell me he don't know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about, and you know what he's talking about. There's a whole lot of things going on. And so let me just paraphrase what he paraphrase what he is saying. What he is saying is when he says, Many of the are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. What he's literally saying is, I ain't got no worries. Because, because faith is what you can't see. You're going to have a lot of stuff that's going to happen to you, but you've got to learn some things. So can I just teach you some principles out of this text that I think that will help us get to the place where we can say all, that he delivers us out of them and let me just throw in here before I go further, because I've done some French. I've taken French. I've taken uh, Spanish. I've taken uh, Hebrew. I've taken Greek. And, uh, um, and I, you know, I'd like to do my etymological searches. And when you look at the word all, he delivers them out of them all. Do you know what that means in the French and in the Greek and in the Hebrew? Uh, and that's going to mess you up. Now, I, I know it's you think, so you ain't supposed to go deep like that. But I got to give you some heavy stuff, Sister Dr. Smith. Let me tell you something. All means all. It means, it means all. It means all. I don't care what it is that you're dealing with. God can get you out of, and will get you out of anything and everything. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it's time for you to stand up and say, I don't have no worries. I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I will not lean unto my own understanding. In all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him, 
and he will direct my path. How? How can he say I ain't got no worries? It's right there in the text. Because the Lord has afforded you a religion that repels pressure. Oh, preach Harris, I already am. Uh, uh, because because, because he, 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 he affords us this religion that, that repels pressure. Uh, 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 because we live in such a wicked, wayward, and warped society. Infused and infiltrated and infected uh, uh, with, with the agenda of Satan. We, we, because we're in a spiritual warfare. It's not a war when Satan is, do, is doing his fighting and you ain't doing your fighting. It's only a spiritual warfare when you're living for God and doing what you need to do spiritually. Now you got a fight on your hands because Satan now is mad with you. But if you ain't doing nothing and you ain't trying to be about nothing, and you ain't trying to live about nothing. All you do is do your black and mild. You buy it, get a razor, open it up, put all that stuff out, put weed in it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. But evil has an agenda. Evil will have you doing stupid things. Want to know why you ain't had no vision in a long time? Because you've been stuck on stupid. You've been I'm not allowed to say that, am I? I can't say that, can I? Can I say that? Are you praying for me? You're not praying hard enough. Lying to them people that said you was on the Stellar Wars. You know, darling, where you lied to the you on Stellar Wars, and then you don't. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's my girl, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Cause you know that's just, that, that, cause you, that's on your way, they need to, you need to meet some people. Uh-huh, because you're gonna be running the Stellar Awards one day. You do know that right, okay, all right. That's my girl, so, 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 I got silly, I digress, what was I talking about? The agenda. The world is infiltrated with the agenda of Satan. And so, so he's going to try his best to mess you up. But, but God has given you an innate ability to deal with pressure. He says that the people of God are so fortified that when put under pressure, not one bone is broken. See, it seemed like he stuck that bone in there and you didn't know what he was talking about. But he says in the text, he said, not one of my bones were broken. How do bones break? They break under pressure. You want to know what makes people snap? Pressure. You want to know what, what makes people go off the chain? Pressure. You want to know what makes people turn into thoughts? Pressure. You, you want to know what makes people exercise a language that they wouldn't normally say in the church? 
pressure. You want to know what makes people start smoking and doing stuff and ignorant stuff? Pressure. But God has put something inside of you that deals with that. And so that's why you got to represent well. And you ain't gotta, you ain't even gotta try, just train. See, that's the problem. Too many of us are trying to be good instead of training to be good. See, when you train as a disciple, then you ain't gotta try because you've been training in it. I never forget this one time I went to this funeral and uh, my, my neighbors, they had uh, one of the neighbors of a church and I, I went to go visit them and their family had came all in town because they had a, a, a person in the family had, got killed and uh, they wanted me to come over and pray with the family and I go in the house and, and some of y'all houses, you know, get the house ready. When you <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Get your house together. I mean, you know, because I don't want to smell like nicotine when I leave. Don't, because you got a problem. I mean, now I'm going to bless you. you now I got to leave. I can't even. It ain't about me. Anyway, I go to this house. And I get up, I, I, go, I go upstairs, and, I, uh, and, and it's a big old argument going on upstairs. And so that's how you go into the house. You live in the apartment. So I, I'm walking upstairs. I'm sitting here. And, all this place, and this man, like, she going off. And F this, and beat that, and beat it that. And you better beat it that. She saw me walk in. I said, yeah, baby, because I'm a Christian. I'm just saying we got to represent better. Some of y'all go to church. Y'all go here to church today. They don't even know you go to church on your job. At school, they don't even know you know Jesus at all. Some of y'all be saying, I'm just going to get out my wild oats and then. No, baby. God blesses the babies on up. You get the same blessings, no matter how old you are. And I ain't trying to forfeit nothing that God got for me. I'm sorry. I ain't trying to, because God bless it. I've never, David said it down low. He said, I'm, 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 once was young, but now I'm old. I once was young. He said, but now I'm old. He said, but I've never seen the righteous. Now the righteous, now the righteous, get this now, the righteous got many afflictions coming at us, don't we? But he said, but I've never. See, that's why I don't sing the song, He Never Failed Me Yet. As if to say that one day, he gonna fail me. The devil is a liar, he will never fail you. He will never walk away on you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how raunchy and ratchet that you've been, God said, I love you just as if you had never done it before. All right, we got to represent better. We got to represent better. He gives us something down on the inside. You know, I love the, um, uh, I'm about to go in two, two minutes. I'm going to do it in two minutes. I think I saw somebody looking at their watch. And so. <laughs> do you remember the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies, you know. I love the Beverly Hillbillies. And uh, yeah, yeah, for people, y'all probably don't know about that. If you ever get any time, try to watch the Beverly Hillbillies, y'all. And some of y'all probably too saved to remember, but in 1962, yes, sir. 
The world was introduced to the Clampett family. Uncle Jed, Jethro, Granny, and Ellie Mae and all her critters. And what put the show on the map uh, uh, was that ballad song, The Ballad of Jed Clampett. You know, it's by the bluegrass, by the bluegrass musicians, Lester Flat, Earl Scruggs. Stayed number one on the country charts for three straight weeks. You remember the song, don't you? Come and listen to a story. Poor Mountaineer. Then one day, and up, up, up from the ground. and lavish lifestyle of Beverly Hills. They are soon met by this enthusiastic banker by the name of Milburn Drysdale. And along with his aristocratic secretary by the name of Mrs. Hathaway. And they both try to feverish, feverishly symbolize the clampets. The Uncle Jed's tuxedo never really did fit. Jethro kept his pants put up by a rope. And Ellie, Ellie may have still wore her dresses all the way down to her ankles. And Granny never did take off her boots. And unapologetically, they ride around this lavish Beverly Hills with this 1922 flatbed Buick. held up by rope and bell wire. But even though everybody in the lavish area tried to change them, they said, I still got bug tussle down on the inside of me. That's the city they came from, bug tussle. They said, they said, now Jeff, you may try to change me, but I know my value system. And I know who I am. And so God has given you, just like that, God has given you this power down on the inside of you that no matter what people try to do to you, no matter what they try to say to you, no matter how many times they try to change you, you still keep on wearing your boots with the gospel of peace. You still keep on wearing the breastplate of righteousness. You still keep the helmet of salvation. Please still keep your glories girded with truth. And then can't nobody change you. Can't nobody touch you. But can I tell you one more thing? What I learned out of this text? 
And I'm going, I'm going, for real, this is some good stuff here. I'm going, but, but the text informs us about the outcome of the wicked. Listen, I know people are dogging you left and right. I know there's some people that when you see them, your stomach just get knotted right up. I know there are some people that you want to go to jail over. No, I'm saying, no. No, y'all don't understand. No, y'all don't understand. No, 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 I'm serious. Y'all understand. There are some old thugs in here and some young thugs in here who has literally told somebody, I will kill you. Lord help us. You know you get delivered when you can stand up in church and say, I just did that yesterday. That's when you know that there is deliverance in this room. Have I got a witness? Somebody. He said, I just did it. He said, I will kill you, but you didn't. Because there was something down on the inside of you. That no matter what happens, God gonna keep you because the devil is trying to get you off your game. And so he'll have you doing all kind of stuff. But let me tell you something. The peace ought to come from the fact that not only will God take care of you, but he will also take care of your enemies. Your enemies have got a deadline. I need to bless somebody, didn't they? The wicked has got a deadline. Hebrews, Hebrews 10 and 27 says, Fiery indignation will devour my adversaries. Ooh, they, it means they got a deadline. Philippians 3 and 19 says their end is destruction. Because the enemy has got a deadline. Let them keep doing what they're doing. I know you're sitting there wondering. I know you're sitting there wondering when is it ever going to end? God, are they still going to keep it? Okay, let me come in another way. Some of y'all been worried about what's been going on in the world. And you've been worried about, you've been saying, man, what is Al-Qaeda going to do? What are these this different regimes are going to do? And the Taliban and, and all this. The wicked has got a deadline. Stop worrying about what's going to happen to you. God takes care of his own many of the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. The text says that the evil will slay the wicked. That's in Bible. In other words, you ain't got to do it because you're the righteous. The righteous, the only thing we do with the wicked is do with, us, with the sword. But with you as the righteous, you just step back and let the Lord do what he do. You just use the sword, the word of God, the word of truth. But the evil going to turn on the evil. And the other evil going to turn back on the other evil. And you're going to be like this. Talking about, I got a song that not even the angels can sing. I got a dance that can't nobody dance like I can dance. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, 
I know somebody who had many bitches. I know somebody who had many whippings. I know somebody who went through many afflictions. His name is Jesus. They beat him all night long. Carried him from judgment hall to judgment hall. But he kept on moving. And they spit on him, lied on him, scandalized his name. But get this, but he kept on moving. They nailed him in his hands. They nailed him in his feet. But having done all to stand, stand. I don't care what you do to me, just stand. Oh, I can't move right now. You think you got me now? Do you really think that you got me now? Well, guess what? Early one Sunday morning, the Lord delivered. The Lord set free. And because he got delivered, we all can get delivered. Can I tell you one more thing? Can I tell you one more thing? So I was watching the uh, uh, Icantina last night. Anybody watch that on BT? Y'all watch that? You got inspired by BT, that's what it was. You, you got, don't stop watching that at night. You can't watch that no more. I was watching Icantina, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. But you know, uh, Lawrence Fishburne played the mess out of that role, didn't he? You know, you know he said, and the man, and the man, and the man, and the man, and so he said, uh, and so, and so there's one part where she's about to die, so she had just had the baby, and so she was real sick, and the doctor told her, listen, you need to, you need to, stay, in a, you need to stay in the hospital. I'm not releasing her for another three weeks, and so he wants to stay. And so he come up to her and say, uh, and, 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 and the man, and the man, I can't do this, I got too much riding on this, I got too much riding on this, and the man. He said, he said, I gotta go to San Antonio, I gotta go to Texas, I gotta go to, I gotta go to Mexico, I gotta go to Mexico. Right, you remember? And there was another time, there was another time when she was about to die again. Which this time she tried to take her own life. And now they have her in the ambulance. She's on the way. He's in the, he's in the ambulance with her. He was really abusive. He said, listen, he said, and the man, if you die, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> look, look, hold on. Look, wait. He said, and then he come back and say it twice time, but he said, I'm going to kill you. And, and, and so, but the, but, but, the, but the pinnacle point was when they were in that limousine. They were in that limousine, and she got tired of it. Because at some point, you got to say enough is enough. And the Lord gave her power, and let me just stop you right there. It wasn't no Buddhist stuff. What happened was, she had a root in Jesus. She started your age in the church. She left. Have I got a witness in here? And no matter what kind of Buddha stuff she was doing, them yum yum There's about five of y'all that got so desperate you wouldn't got you something to bing ding on too. <laughs> but she, but 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 she was so desperate that she called herself finding solace in the Buddhism. But that's not what helped her. It was what she learned. That's why the Bible teaches us to train them up in the way they should go. She got herself together, but she beat us behind. We don't beat people behind, right? Because we get them with the word, right? But you got to know your word. How you going to live this life without the manual? 
she whooped him, beat him up in the, in the, in the, in the thing. I'm almost there. Beat him up in the limousine, right? Beat him up. I mean, she, he, she whooped him. Like to the point, to the point, he was beating her with his boot. She got his own boot and beat him with his own boot. So they come, they get to the restaurant, they get to a hotel, and they got blood all over their faces. And get this, they got blood all over their faces. They all messed up. And he gets in the apartment, they get in the hotel, and, and he said, I need you to wake me up in an hour. And, 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 and I she said, whatever, Ike, no problem, Ike. She walks out, limping, but she got out. She had blood on the face, but she got out. She went limping all the way over to the Ramada Inn. And she says, listen to me. She says, I'm Tina Turner. She says, I don't have no money. All I got is my name. She said, can you let me get some favor off of my name? Well, you ain't got it like that. Because you ain't Tina Turner. You got something better. You go in a name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord. You want to get out of a bad situation? Just go in the name of Jesus. You want to learn how to break out the gang? Just go in the name of Jesus. You want to stop being a hoe? Learn how to go in the name of Jesus. Have I got a witness in here? If you know him like I know him, let's just give him some praise in the building. Praise him just because he's gone. Praise him as if you're already out of your situation. Praise him because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered you out of them all. Say yes. Say yes. with me. He tells me everything will be alright. And guess what? I got a new home over in glory. It's mine. I got new shoes over in glory. It's mine. Why? Because I ain't got no worries. God bless you.